Welcome back to These Amazing Places. Uh, we're here to uh, give you some more insight on uh, places that we travel to, places that you travel to. And my name is Doug. And this is Adam. And this week we are covering the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Uh, we're going to talk about restaurants, different places to stay, attractions in the area, anything even down to the weather, and um, also uh, we'll kind of touch on this, the Wright brothers and their, of course, do using North Carolina as their first flight. And, of course, we'll push that off because we're going to cover that in more detail the following week. But anyway, stay with us. All right, Adam, uh, let's start out by uh, talking about how did you travel to, uh, to your destination in okay. North Carolina? Actually, you know, kind of just to give the listeners an idea out there, I traveled with my family and uh, my parents, my sister and my wife. We all spent, actually, we just returned a week ago, so this is pretty recent information. Um, but we drove by car from Ohio, since we're from Ohio, down to North Carolina. Um, but as far as transportation for everyone else that's trying to get to North Carolina and the Outer Banks, um, the Outer Banks is the easternmost part of North Carolina. And there really is not a major airport near there. You're probably going to look at, if you're looking at an airport, uh, probably maybe even two, three hour drive uh, to the area of the Outer Banks we were staying at. If you wanted to fly, um, if you own your own little private jet, like I think Doug has one now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're warming they're, it up on the pad for yeah. me right now. In fact, you flew here, didn't you? To record? Yeah. yeah. I've got my own Virgin One, too. Well, in case somebody didn't know what that means, so it doesn't have some kind of weird derogatory uh, statement, that's that rocket ship that Virgin Virgin uh, is built. Anyway. Yeah. Well, PG, anyway. PG, PG. Uh, so, um, there's a small airport near the near Kitty Hawk that you can fly in. It's actually designated from the Wright brothers since that was the first flight. But I think there also is a smaller airport down further south, um, Ocracoke Island, which we'll talk about later, is farther down. Uh, and unless you have a small plane, you can't get anywhere near what we're talking about. But anyway, that's to give you the transportation. Uh, it's quite, quite a drive down the Outer Banks there. It's probably at least an hour of going through small little towns and traveling near sand dunes and stuff so anyway that's transportation okay and so basically if somebody's flying into there they're going to probably need a rental car then yes or definitely. a long walk yeah that's <laughs> okay. for sure all right gotcha okay i, I know what i was going to ask you then uh, uh what exactly is the outer banks what's that mean oh the Outer Banks is in reference to the landscape of North Carolina. If you've ever seen it on a map, um, you know, the coast of North Carolina kind of just comes around with the rest of the coast, matching up with South Carolina and Virginia above it, uh, north of it. But the Outer Banks is kind of like this little island-like dune that kind of sticks out over the east coast of uh, North Carolina. And, you know, in fact, we have a map of it, and if our scanner's working, I'll scan it in, and we'll stick it in the show notes uh, this week, uh, which we'll talk about more later. But it's basically, there is a separation of land to this section of the Outer Banks, so it actually is an island uh, that you do travel on. It's a bridge, so you can drive over to it, but it is not separate. It's not connected to the mainland of North Carolina. So, Okay, and uh, let's see here. And you stayed in Hatteras? Yes. Is that correct? The, the okay. town of the, I guess the village or town of Hatteras, which is on the 
It's on the southernmost part of Hatteras Island, which is the like the main strip that you drive down. Uh, okay, on and the that's, banks. that's near Kitty Hawk. That's an hour drive from Kitty Hawk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's a good, good drive. Okay, and I had some information here I know on Kitty Hawk, which kind of surprised me, that the population there was only 2,991. Yeah. Which I, I guess I, I was shocked. I and assumed it was a larger, larger area. Maybe I should mention this also. The nearest Walmart, which kind of gives you a feel for population, is in Kitty Hawk. So if you're in Hatteras... So an hour away? There's a place in the United States where there's a Walmart that's an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, so it's amazing. Because I think they have more more Walmarts than that on the moon at this point. So. <laughs> yeah. So this place is, I don't, I don't want to say it's extreme remote location, you know, where you're struggling to find electricity. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there are, they did a good job, whoever, I mean, whenever it was established with people living there that. Uh, there's power lines everywhere. You got internet, wireless, and you know, depending on your. Uh, if you want some food, you got to throw a line in the water. Is yeah, that what you're really. saying? Okay. Go fishing, but and Embark it happens to be the uh, internet provider oh, out there. No. So. Oh, sorry, no opinion <laughs> on that. Anyway, um, Doug has dealt with Embark before. Yeah, not previous per- lifetime. Not personally, yes, but yeah. in another lifetime, yeah, yeah I did. Okay. Um, before we get on to the coast-to-coast thing there, where I'm going to start talking about previous lifetimes. We'll, we'll keep moving. Uh, okay, and where did you stay when you were there? Uh, it's called the Villas at Hatteras Landing, and we were fortunate enough to have this place due to a vacation club that we're a part of. So, uh, in all reality, uh, we had two villas, which are basically like little condos. Um, my parents spent it was $400 for them to stay a full week. For us, it was only $100 because we were a part of it. But anyone else, if you're not a member of a vacation club that is associated with this place, it's about $179 a night. And I think you are required to stay a minimum of two nights or something like that, two or three nights. Um, that's specific to this location. If you're looking at spending somewhere else, there really is nothing else but these rental homes that are near near the ocean front in different areas and i quickly looked it up it's twenty three hundred dollars a week to stay at one of these places i mean now they're grandiose and they're there's like three floors and there's like three bedrooms and or three bathrooms so there's like four or five bedrooms so you know it's a family and it may work out for you but if you're like us and you only have you know no five in our family (laughs) oh okay okay (laughs) i got you yeah then uh it's better off checking out this place villas at hatteras and i did they do have a website with lots of things on there so okay and uh let's paint for those that are listening if you can just kind of paint a mental picture as to how this place looks okay not just the place where you stayed but the actual area yeah if you are i don't know uh, we live in the midwest midwest houses are definitely not near any big large bodies of water beside the great lakes um and so we don't have a lot like of hurricanes and winds and stuff that would come off the shore. Hatteras and the Outer Banks is all built on sand because basically the island was formed from ocean coming in and different things like that. So the landscape of houses are all built on stilts. Um, there's No one has a basement. Their basement is usually their garage or an in, in area where they store things and where they put their car. You need, most houses, you just drive around under the house and that's where your car is. I mean, some of them didn't even have closed-in stilts around their house. But 
Um, the reason is uh, erosion happens a lot from the wind and the water coming in a lot. And in fact, they've done a good job with protecting it. And uh, I think around World War II, they kind of slacked off because they didn't have funds to keep it up. But there's constantly people working on um, just moving sand to areas so that if they didn't do this, uh, it would probably wash away. And if people hadn't lived there, it would. I, I know for sure it would, just in seeing the erosion. And also, they don't cut their yards usually because the grass, the rooted up grass keeps the dirt around there so that the water and the wind don't blow it away and stuff like that. So, so they're kind of like my next door neighbor. Their yard's <laughs> like, you know, two, two feet high. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do they have a car parked in their front yard too on, on cement blocks? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. So, so much for that mental picture. Yeah, really. All right, okay. Um, let's get into attractions. What are you going to do while you're there? All right, I'm not going to say that Hatteras is a boring place, but if you're going there to relax, this is really the ideal place for you. Actually, two, two places. You would go to Hatteras for number one, fishing. This place has so many places to fish. I mean, you're on the ocean, pretty much. Uh, if you don't have your own boat or you can't get to this location, there were different packages that uh, boat owners were taking people out for. I want to say, I forget the prices, but it was like, upwards of like $50 a per person to go out for half a day um, and I don't know maybe even up to like $250 to go f the full day uh, and that would they would provide um, the places for you to put your fishing lines and then you would get to keep the fish that you caught and stuff like that but uh, other than that there's really not a whole lot to do as far as you know shopping restaurants and stuff like that I mean so there it's, is it's not like Myrtle Beach Oh, no. Which is good. So Not uh, for some close. of us, I guess some people want the craziness of a of, uh, large tourist area, but sometimes it's, uh, well, as you were kind of saying here, a nice place to just kind of escape. Yeah, definitely. Good. Good. And uh, I do want to say there are these little mom-and-pop shops all over the place. So you're going to look for shopping places to get T-shirts that are specific to these, restaurants that they cook local food. And then... This is great. This is right up our alley. Yeah, exactly. exactly what we're looking and, for. And... Uh, there was people. There were people surfing out in the the ocean. It was windy enough that there were waves. That I don't want to say they were big. I don't want to say like three or four feet was the yeah. tallest. That Not like saw. California or Australia. No, but no. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But and then also because obviously Kitty Hawk is a windy place, and the Wright brothers went there. They have a lot of. They're associated with a lot of kites. A lot of people were flying kites. There, in fact, there were these surfers using these kites to like go across the water it was amazing to see them also wait 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 so it was like an airfoil it pull, pulled them yeah they would oh. use the kite and they would lean back and they would you'd be so you'd be almost like along. windsurfing yeah but they're were, were they in shallow water or where were they uh yeah some of them would do along the shallow ends of like the outer banks there's kind of shallow water where you can walk out and do it but also some of the guys would just go right across the beach. On that's the, cool. On the we coast. never even we never yeah. even talked about this. Before. Yeah, and the planning for the show that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, I mean it's very fun if you're into that kind of thing, and especially if you're from the Midwest and you don't see that a lot and you want to try it out. It's it looks like it takes some training to do it, but okay. And you put something here in the notes about it, that you described it as having an island feel. Why yeah. don't you tell us about that? Okay. I spent about, I was fortunate enough to spend four months on Martha's Vineyard, and Martha's Vineyard, for those of you that don't know, is off the coast of Boston, uh, Massachusetts, near, you know, close to Boston, um, and it's an island, and it's where JFK and the family have always lived. Um, it's factually where... The compound. Yeah. I think that's what they call it. Anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I believe that's what they call it. JFK Jr. 
died in a plane wreck out there. Yeah. Um, but uh, that Billy Joel lives there too. Yeah, I know. There's a lot. Anyway, we're not on the Martha Vineyard. So <laughs> we'll talk about. We will yeah. cover that we, we, for we sure. Will. Okay. It's an awesome place, but it's just a different lifestyle of being on an island. Um, I kind of go back to like if you think of Bob Marley and the Jamaican feel of how he's just very laid back. Now I know he had other problems yeah, yeah. with <laughs> drugs <laughs> and stuff like that, but it's very like relaxed. It's not like you're in a fast New York City pace where you're like constantly like running to your next you know appointment or you you can't even stop to like eat you have to eat fast food all the time because you can't sit down and relax this place is really even the lifestyle of the people who live there most people are either fishermen or they own a restaurant or they work at a restaurant it's really not that many jobs around there i mean there is a the occasional dentist and you know doctor and things like that but because of it it's a relaxed feel and there's not a whole lot of people that are there in your way so you don't feel like you have to rush around um so that it's it's just gave an island feel um to that and that's what i would describe as an island feel being living in the midwest and uh not being used to that kind of a lifestyle okay and when you were there what month was it this would have been oh, it was the end of june okay and what was the weather like okay um, I'm not sure. I know we're kind of in a weird spell here in the Midwest as far as weather from the usual years. But it was 85 degrees as a high, which and it was fairly humid. I don't want to say it was like Florida humidity that's just kind of stuck on you, but it was fairly humid. But you were constantly getting this blow of wind off the ocean front. And I think it was because of the uh, currents of the ocean right around the Outer Banks and what hits there, which also describes why you know 100 years ago the wright brothers chose this location um because the wind is just constantly going because of that um it rained uh like when it rains it comes through and rains and then moves on i mean it's not like florida where you'll get like a spurt of thunderstorms and then it's like 30 minutes later it's done but i was talking to our uh hotel guy the guy at the front desk and he did say uh, they have a saying, kind of like we do in Ohio, if you don't like the weather, wait 30 seconds, it'll change. Yeah. So they kind of have that too. But while we were there, the first day, Monday, it was rainy, kind of storm went across, and it cooled down. It was like 70 degrees, and it was very comfortable. But then after that, 85 degrees the rest of the week, no, no rain. Um, the occasional cloud or pop-up thunderstorm a little bit, but it's nothing like a Florida thunderstorm. So, Cool. Okay. And let's see. Here we covered Myrtle Beach, and it's not very busy there. I think we've kind of covered over that, so which is kind of nice. If if you're looking for, for some place that's probably a little more uh, secluded and out of the way, this sounds like the place. Yeah. Okay, and let's get on to my favorite thing, that's food, and restaurants. Uh, you said there were a lot of local type of restaurants. Yes, we like to eat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, food is awesome, especially when you're on vacation. Just nice to. Because yeah, you actually have time to eat it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is good. Um, um, yeah, so run through a couple of the places that you went to eat. Okay. Uh, well, first off, once again, our podcast is about the locals. So what did I do? I immediately went to the front desk and said, what do you recommend? And, of course, the guy at the front desk is the manager of the hotel we were at, the villas. And he said, well, let me tell you, don't go to this place. It's commercialized, but go to these places. Now, I don't want to say exactly what he recommended because we actually did go to the others just because I wanted to check them out. But there's a, there's a commercial chain from Louisiana. Uh, they're called Dirty Dicks. It's, uh, it's just a guy who started it up, I guess. And they have a 
location right near the shopping of Hatteras in Hatteras Landing, which Hatteras Landing is kind of like a little shopping area. Um, but it's a Dirty Dick's Crab House is what it's called. They had, um, I mean, they had seafood and stuff like that. I mean, that's what they're about, Crab House. But there are some other different restaurants that we found. Um, there's a place called the Shrimp Shack that he recommended us go to breakfast. They We went to breakfast there, actually. They just had regular pancakes and kind of fried on a grill, so it wasn't anything different than I would have imagined. But it's, you know, a little local town. There's this amazing um, restaurant called Breakwater. Um, they were right on the ocean edge on a dock. Actually, their, their lower floor was... Uh, the company's called the Od- Odin's Dock, and basically during the day they go out, get their fish, and Odin's Dock supports all that. But then uh, it goes up to the Breakwater Restaurant, and that's where they prepare the fish and all, everything that um, you had for for the meals that night. But it, it was high scale, upscale. The cheapest meal is twenty bucks. So I mean that oh, right there okay. tells that's, you. That's, that was my next question. You know how much this is going to set you yeah, back? Yeah, I should. I don't know. I guess we can. That's a, well, whatever. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of times too, you want that upper kind of uh, scale. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you went in and you had a nice little folded white napkin. There was like a piece of glass on the table. They were serving you in very elegant uh, but dressed now, apparel. Each one of these places that you just kind of went over here, they're not all like that, right? Oh no, just Dirty a, Dicks is just a very casual like okay. seafood restaurant. Maybe like a Red Lobster, but more oceanfront based you know fresher food uh and they were kind of expensive too i mean you could get a salad for 10 bucks um some a crab martini i don't it's not a martini drink this is like a it was in a martini glass Mm -hmm. but it was like my dad had this so they was it uh, what was in it it was crab fresh crab crab. really Mm -hmm. okay and it had like it had like a dressing to it i don't even know how to describe it i tasted it and um, my dad, that was 12 bucks. Um, my wife, she doesn't like seafood. She got chicken. It was like 15 bucks for like two chicken breasts with some rice and, um, different things like that. And I was there for the crab and the different things like that. Um, so anyway, uh, my meal was an all gratin like gravy with shrimp. Um, it was 24 bucks. This is at Dirty Dick's. Breakwater, totally different flavor. Um, more expensive. I had, I think I had shrimp there. My mom got like this medley of a bunch of different things. It was 26 bucks, you know, drinks, iced tea, two bucks. Um, so, you know, it's rather expensive for that. Um, but I don't know how many restaurants you want to cover. There are a lot of different places. Do you have a favorite? Would it have been Breakwater or? Yeah. Breakwater was amazing. There's this other restaurant that we went to up. Um, up near, right next to the Wright Brothers Memorial. In fact, I would rather cover that when we cover the Wright Brothers. But it's called Chili Peppers, and it's a local favorite. Uh, you know, these things are all locals, except for Dirty Dicks is a commercial-based uh, restaurant. But definitely, I re- really recommend Chili Peppers. It was just a shot in the dark that we hit this place, and they have this hot sauce. That's amazing. But we will discuss, we that, will discuss that next yeah. week. Yeah, so that's a, that's a teaser for the next show. Yeah, but if all in all, Breakwater was by far one of my favorite places. Okay, so you guys just kind of hung out then during the week, uh, and see, so you have something here about a ferry. I think you brought up a little bit there. Yeah, um, the Outer Banks is split up into two islands. Basically, the f- the one main one is Hatteras Island up to the north, and then to the south is called Ocracoke Island, and uh, you need to 
there's no way to get there by but by ferry. There's no bridge or anything like that. Um, the ferry from Hatteras Island to Ocracoke is a 45-minute ferry ride. It's completely free. It's big enough to drive your car on. Uh, there were several uh, camp, um, you know, like Winnebago's and uh, oh, RVs. like U- RVs. RVs and uh, yeah. uh, UPS truck. He was driving on there. Uh, nothing as big as a semi. In Martha's Vineyard, there's a ferry there, but it's much bigger. They carry semis. This place didn't have, wasn't able to carry semis. Um, but uh, it's free. You can also get on if you wanted to walk on, but it's important to know if you got on Hatteras Island and you get on the ferry to, to ride over to the uh, Ocracoke Island, there's nothing there for like 10 miles. So you're kind of stuck, unless you take your bike and you really want to ride your bike down to the actual um, Ocracoke city. But uh, Ocracoke Island is actually, it's famously known for Blackbeard the Pirate. And cool. Okay. Back in it was it and everybody you know, we're kind of into the Disney movies, you know, Pirates of yeah. the Caribbean, and so you're thinking, oh, this is just fictional, but actually, Blackbeard was a real person who lived, um, in Ocracoke Island, and what he would do is he found that place as a little hideout for his ship, and I guess the history is he kind of had a, he didn't like the English very well, and. He knew that they were richer, and he was trying to rob them. So he hid down there in the Ocracook Island, would go out, you know, destroy their ships, take their gold. and. Um, so was this a huge trade route through yes. there? Also, it was a perfect place for him to just kind of pop out and, and hit trade ships. Yes. Because they were coming to him instead of him going out and finding them. Mm-hmm. Very much so, even to and from England, but also up and down the coast. Um, the Outer Banks is known for having... This is the most traded route. I mean, up and down the coast, you have to pass through the Outer Banks. And we didn't even discuss this for an attractions, but there's a museum called the Graveyard of the Atlantic Museum. And the reason it is the Graveyard of the Atlantic is because this there's so many ships so that many. pass through. I here. think that, yeah, I know that I've read uh, about some treasure ships, some things like that, some mm-hmm. finds that they've uh, come up with. Yeah. So, huh, I never even looked into it either. I wonder how good of a dive location this might be. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll you have being to check on that maybe, and we'll, yeah, since I'm a diver. Definitely. But I will say that they, they said there were over a 1,000 shipwrecks on this location. So around it was a huge so trade route. So it's a huge, like, and, the, and Blackbeard, he lived back Blackbeard's in the Blackbeard's drive-through. Basically, they just come through, and he would nail them. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, uh, 1700s is when he was there. So, but so. they don't have any place where they know where he actually lived there. Like you know? Homes or... I wonder. Gee. There, there were definitely different little things, and it was hard to see because we didn't spend a lot of time in the Ocracoke Island area. But uh, there's a little like levee thing where you can like float your ship inside, and it's basically hidden from the ocean. And that's where you used to probably park the yeah. ships. In yeah, there. and that's, that's uh, cool. we didn't explore that a lot. I'm sure it's there's more into it if you're interested. Um, I've never heard this. So that's pretty, yeah, pretty cool. So okay, well hey. Uh, we're kind of going on here. Uh, we just kind of wanted to touch on some of these uh, uh, places uh, that Adam made his way into while he was on the Outer Banks. And uh, we're not sure quite yet what what audio segment we're going to put in, in here. So let's just say it's going to be a surprise. And uh, it should come up probably right after this. All right. Enjoy. Listen to the soothing sounds of the ocean waves off the Outer Banks.
And now to give you something different, here's a little clip from the ferry ride over to Ocracoke Island. Okay, uh, in previous weeks we've mentioned how we're going to um, put pictures and stuff like that up on the website uh, for each trip or the places that we've been in. And even though we do have a Flickr account, we're also beginning something a little new. We're going to be sending with each show, a uh, with each audio of the show, we'll send a PDF that will automatically download or you can download it from the site. And that will have all the show notes along with some pictures and stuff inside of that. And if you're listening to us through iTunes... It directly comes off iTunes, which is very cool that Apple allowed that to happen. So if you don't want to come to our site to download the PDF, or even if you've missed a site, uh, missed a show or a PDF or show notes from it, um, you can go back um, through, update your uh, your uh, RSS feed to our podcast, and it will show up later. In fact, I added one in. If you look, look way back in uh, Animal Kingdom when we covered that at Disney, there's some show notes there and a pictures that Doug took when he was there. And, and we'll probably go back through uh, some of the older shows and periodically we'll just keep adding. So keep an eye out for those too. Uh, and I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Um, hope you enjoyed it. And always, as always, check out our website, theseamazingplaces.com. Submit us any information that you want on that. And if you just enjoy listening, we'd love to hear from you to see how we're doing and how things are going. Okay. Thanks a lot, everybody, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re-recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com.